You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 107. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the man who wants All-Stars to return to Battle Royale, Christian Macias. Christian, what is up with that? What is up with that? What do you mean, what is up with that? Like, <laughs> legit, PlayStation All-Stars is a great fighting game. Better than Smash Wii U. Wow, so, yeah. whoa. All right. Hmm, interesting. Hot take. Wait, wasn't really. Smash Wii U pretty good? Or, or was it not? It wasn't as good as Brawl. It's okay. not as good as Melee. It's not as good as Ultimate. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, Ro will be joining us a little later. He's going to be a little late to the show this week, but he will be here. And also, I have to apologize to you, Christian, because I failed you for last week's show that you hosted. I completely forgot to post the podcast on podcast services. So anyone who listens to the podcast on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, all that, didn't get a podcast last week, and that's my fault, and I apologize to everyone. I apologize to you, Christian. I'm so sorry. Listen, it's it's payback for all the times I joked about Halo. So <laughs> You know I what? Understand. Good, I point. Understand. <laughs> good point. Good <laughs> point. That was unintentional, but good point. Uh, whoa, we whoa, got look at we've got Ryan. Look at that. That is Bro. You're listening Yay. to podcast. I don't know what's EXM. happening, but I'm glad I did it. He lives. <laughs> I switched scenes so seamlessly as I heard myself in the background from the audio plane. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, oh, man. Bro. Hello, hello. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm late. <laughs> oh, you're no, perfectly good. We're good. Right on time. We're still in the intro. We're still in the oh, intro. Nice. Yes. Okay, good. I, we just I just finished with my apology for not posting the podcast last oh. time. So, yeah. Uh thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN. Also twitch.tv slash podcast PXN. And the topic of the show this week, guys, is not the Nintendo Direct tomorrow. I forgot to change that title. It is a <laughs> bunch of news this week. Uh, but essentially, we just have so much news this week. I was like, all right, we'll just do news as our topic of the show this week. So we will go ahead and do that. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week. Wait, but it is the Let's just We're jump right the in, damn it. The week and the topic of the show. Yeah. Circular logic. <laughs> Circular logic. Yeah. Here we go. We're jumping in. Blue Point Games, guys, has been confirmed as the next member of the PlayStation Studios family, as we learned. Um, I think it was last week that they announced this. Uh, it looked like, from what they were talking about, we might be seeing them uh, kind of venturing into some new spaces, maybe, maybe some original IPs, Christian. Yeah. So the wording on that is weird because yeah. they didn't necessarily say original IP. They said original content. Mm. And uh, the way they look at their own games is each time they do a remake, they, they, can, they consider that to be original content because of the way of their nature of remaking games from the ground up. So, for example, I think uh, the Demon Souls remake is considered to be original content, even though it's not original ip if that makes sense so the rumor rumors are that um if it is indeed uh, to be some kind of original content but based off someone else's ip 
that they might do a Bloodborne remake or some kind of Bloodborne sequel. Hmm. And that's just the, the, you know, rumor mill going around on Twitter right now. Yeah. So... I guess my question is like, do we need a, a Bloodborne remake or like, I think a, a sequel will be super cool for fans of that. But like, that game didn't You'd come be surprised. out. You, you think? Yeah. So fans, diehard fans of of the Souls games don't want anyone besides Miyazaki to make Souls games because like that man is a genius. There, that team at From Soft is a genius in terms of level design. So. Um, I actually polled someone on on the Penultimate Conquest Twitter and was like, "What would you rather see, a remake or um, a sequel?" And uh, everyone was like, "Neither. Like, just let From Software make this, and it's too soon for a remake. So maybe a remaster. You know, bring it, give give it sixty frames per second, and put it on PC and PS Five, and like, that's enough." Agreed. Row, row. What were your thoughts on uh, Blue Point finally being confirmed? Yeah, I think it's really cool. I think they do do a great job with their remakes and remasters. Uh, I would love to see an original IP from them. Oh, sorry, Christian. Yeah. No, no, sorry. I, I'm closing my blind. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, but yeah, I, I I think they've done such a great job with remaking worlds and remastering worlds and stuff like that. I'd love to see them try crack at something original from from them. Um, I, I think it is too soon for a Bloodborne uh, remake as well. Um, but hearing what Christian was saying, a sequel would be cool. But hearing also what Christian was saying that fans don't necessarily want anybody else to touch that, I understand. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for this uh, acquisition. I feel like this was something that we were all kind of just waiting on. Um, and it's great that it's finally official. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. I, I... I, I completely agree. I want to see like original IP from Bluepoint and see like what can they do that isn't, you know, them basing their stuff off of uh, something that already exists. I just yeah. think that they do do a they do do a great job. Though. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's what they love to do. Like they say, like they're that's what they're most comfortable doing. And like when they're that damn good at a job, I mean, at the very least. I am so happy that they're finally securing the bag with PlayStation and like, who knows, like maybe this, you know, extra amount of money coming from, you know, PlayStation supporting that team can, can lead to blue point opening up maybe two different teams. One that's working on some sort of new IP, one that's working on, on remix. So the future is all can only be bright from here. We hope. And, and like the crazy part is like blue point is, uh, they kind of got their start with Titanfall and they were the ones who ported Titanfall to Xbox 360, and that was like actually pretty well regarded as a really good port. And I think that kind of put them on the map to you know be that team that can port things to uh, other devices, and then eventually going into remakes and remasters. So definitely, yes, I, I would love to see them take a, another step to kind of continue that studio's journey for sure. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. For sure. A little known thing that uh, the original Titanfall was an Xbox exclusive, which is still crazy to this day. And PC, obviously. But anyways, yeah. Moving on, guys. The next story. The Game Awards 2021 has an official date announced for December 9th. And uh, my question is, guys... 
how the hell am I going to have time to watch this when Halo Infinite came, comes out the day before this, Jeff Keighley? What the hell are you doing? Come on, man. No, I'm kidding. You're acting like you're not going to beat the campaign in one sitting. You yeah. know, you'll, you'll have time, I'm sure, because you'll, you'll beat the campaign in, in one sitting. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Like, we don't even know, like, how long the campaign long, is yeah. going to be. Like, it's supposed mm. to be more open-ended than other games have been. So, like... I don't know. I don't. I may Maybe not have time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to finish. It. You gotta have just have two screens open, I guess, right? Yeah, <laughs> true. But go AFK. True, but if we do what we did last year and we stream it a live reactions, which if you guys want to do that, I, I'm completely mm-hmm. up for that again. Uh, I'll have to do that unless I can somehow manage to stream, play Halo Infinite, and watch the Game Awards at the same time. But at that point, uh, that would be just insane. But uh, nobody needs to play Halo Infinite. <laughs> I'm, I can't. I, <laughs> I can't take that seriously anymore. <laughs> I just do it to bother Dan. Jeez. <laughs> Christian, uh, this is actually this is interesting that uh, they're going back to a live in-person audience for this uh, at Microsoft Theater in LA. And uh, I guess my question to you guys is, is uh, does, I guess, does the live experience, you know, uh, feel better to be, to be back? Obviously, you know, obviously, you know, there's still, you know, COVID situations and stuff like that. And, and it's still, you know, restricted in some capacity, but I'm sure mm-hmm. they will do this in a safe way, um, possibly vaccine mandates, which would make sense. Um, so yeah, does this excite you guys to get a, a live in person game awards back, back to us? I don't know about you, Ro, but for me, I love seeing, um, events like this with an audience. I remember they, for a while ago, God, 2013, maybe, uh, they did a, of one of these game awards with like a, a couch setting. It was with that actor. I forget his name, but he's in community. Joel McHale. Hey. There we go. And it was one of the most awkward Awful. game awards I think I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the stage format, like rocks. And like Dan said, if you do a vaccine mandate and, you know, have people come in, um, maybe even mask up, I see no reason why this shouldn't be an issue. And like, it just adds to the fun of the, the whole event. We're all here to celebrate games. So I think it's dope. Definitely. Yeah. I, I feel like the hype is just so much more palpable <laughs> when there's a, a live audience there. You kind of feed off of that. I'm sure the people performing and, and uh, presenting their awards feed off of that too. So it's just usually a better show for everybody involved. The, again, the performers and the, the audience like us watching. Um, I love seeing what kind of design Jeff goes with each year. Last year was like the stark red and now he's going with a, a very bold blue. And it's so cool to see what's what the actual uh, Game Awards stage is gonna look like when that happens. So it's very exciting. I love this time of year when it's like kind of ramping up to that that yeah. time because the game awards are always super fun the awards obviously very important but obviously the game reveals is what, kind of what we all watch it for uh, but yeah definitely exciting and i'm glad that it's going to be in person as well as long as they're doing it safely yeah yeah and like he's already jeff's already hyping this up like he's already been <laughs> yeah. teasing some stuff <laughs> i have a question for you dan yeah when is the cutoff for game award like releases is it mm. late november Halo Infinite isn't gonna. It doesn't make the list, right? Yeah, usually. So it depends because uh, some years there has been developers that have provided early versions of their games to be judged. However, with Halo Infinite being the day before, I I don't feel like they're gonna get. I don't think they're gonna make the cutoff, whatever it ends up being. 
um, which sucks because it's yeah. literally it's literally going to be a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order situation where, and I'm not saying Halo Infinite's definitely going to be the same quality as Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but it's going to be that weird situation where it's releasing this year, but it's going to be on next year's Game Awards. And my God, next year's Game Awards is going to be far more competition. Act. Like, I mean, God of War, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, there's so much well, coming out next year. Like Elden Ring and uh, isn't Starfield yeah. also 2022 yes. as well? Yep. Yeah. It'd be a completely stacked year. Yeah. It, it's going to be an insane <laughs> year. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I And Jeff teasing things already has me like already like super, super excited. Like before the last couple of years, I don't know about you guys. I feel like the Game Awards was always lacking. Like I feel like Jeff hyped it up too much. And then the like at the end of the day, like there wasn't the, that big moment or whatever. The last couple of years, I feel like Jeff has really <laughs> come out strong with his big reveals. And like that's obviously the main attraction to the, the Game Awards is, is the reveals. Obviously, it's great to see, you know, your favorite developers getting these awesome awards. But the game reveals are the big thing. So I think it's because con- how connected he is. Like this man yeah. knows and works with everyone. So it's always cool to see him collaborate with like literally every single studio. And especially Kojima. True. He loves himself some Kojima. (laughs) Maybe maybe we get a tease of Kojima's next game. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. All right, guys. Moving on. Tango Gameworks. They are the creators of the upcoming Ghostwire Tokyo. exclusive, uh, Exclusive to PlayStation 5. Studio founder Shinji Mikami has revealed that Tango has already begun working on a new title that is being led by the Evil Within 2's director, John Johannes. Um, yes, please. Please tell me <laughs> that this is the Evil Within 3 because I've wanted that ever since they announced Ghostwire Tokyo and I was just like, no, that is not what I want. I want Evil Within 3. I love that franchise. It's so good. Mm. It's Resident Evil 4 vibes all the way. Shinji Mikami is a freaking mastermind. I love what his studio does. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm really clamoring that they're making an evil within three. And I, I feel like game, I think we've talked about this before. I feel like game pass kind of gives them a avenue to oh, do yeah. horror games. Yeah. Like Christian, are you excited about this? I know row is going to be super excited <laughs> to play this. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I'm not. And like I'm legit happy for you, and I'm happy for for everyone on Twitter because legit, like this is like a franchise that like people have been wanting to come back. Because especially Evil Within Two is like a super beloved game. I tried playing it; it wasn't for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna mark that as like I was like just not appreciative of that game at that time. Like I should I legit seeing this news and hearing Dan's excitement, seeing everyone on my Twitter feed who I respect be excited for this was like okay, uh, this deserves my attention. I should at least give the game an honest, fair shake again. So. Yeah, I, w- I would gladly try it again because, I mean, this team is cool, so why not? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm ha- again, like you said, I, I'm one who doesn't play a lot of horror games. But as, as I say, for a lot of the horror games that you guys talk about, it, it always looks cool from the outside. I just never give them a shot because I know how I would feel playing them. 
Um, but everything that I've seen from the Evil Within series looks really cool. I love like the box art that they have, but even more like the monsters and stuff like that within the game. Really cool stuff. So I'm I'm hoping that you get what you want, and the Evil Within three is on the way. Yes, I hope so. Does it, does the game have like like puzzles and stuff as well, like how Resident Evil has? Like <sighs> now you're putting me puzzles. on this. I, <sighs> I think it, it has like slight puzzles. Like there's nothing like mm-hmm. I, I feel like Resident Evil four had uh, some decently involved pub- puzzles, and I don't Evil Within's not really gone that far as far as that okay. goes um it's more so matching like the you know the feel and the atmosphere of like what resident evil 4 was gotcha. and yeah um but yeah there is little things in there there is you know some of that where like they lock off areas and you have to get you know certain items to get through those areas similar to you know resident evil games but I just tried to look up to see if like any kind of evil within was on Game Pass, and I typed in Game Pass on Game Pass, and I was like, "Why isn't it finding anything?" <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah. Cool. We're excited for that, guys. Something else we're excited for, or at least I'm excited for. I, I think just you. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, I'll see myself out now. Uh, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Trilogy is coming. It's all but official at this point. We've gotten so many leaks, so many things that have, you know, come out about this. But we have gotten uh, both a leak that it has been raided by the Korean Game Committee board, uh, which is pretty much saying it's coming soon. Uh, If it's being raided already, that means it's got to be coming soon. We also just got a little bit ago uh, some... Uh, Rockstar Games launcher leaks that it essentially has like files for GTA 3 and San Andreas and stuff like that in the um, files for the Rockstar Games launcher. So very exciting. I really hope they just announce this already at this point. Like it's already been leaked so hard. Like just announce it. Game Awards. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have to wait three more months to or however long it is. Two more months to just get this announced. Um but yeah, uh, I'm very excited uh, for this. Obviously, San Andreas and Vice City are two of my favorite Grand Theft Auto games. Uh, Vice City's freaking atmosphere with the neon lights and and just that feel. I love that feel in that city. Um, the radio I'll, stations. Yes, the, the radio. Best. Oh, so good. I just I just want to go. I really hope they they do this right though and do like an actual like remaster. Uh, and not just do like a port because we've already gotten ports of these already. Um, so I, yeah, I hope we see that. Um, Christian and and that's what would sell me. You just said it. Yeah. Okay. If it if it if it does play differently, if it isn't just a port, I would consider like uh, playing these again because those those stories were like fantastic. You said you mentioned it, Vice City, and actually, actually, I, I like three a lot too, but I don't remember much of it since I was a kid. San Andreas objectively is like amazing so if it did play differently and it wasn't just a port i would actually consider dropping some money and playing these again otherwise i'm okay with leaving them in my past bro yeah um yeah i've never been a huge gta guy i definitely played a little bit when i was younger as well um i play san andreas it was it was always at a friend's house though i was like one of those kids who wasn't allowed to to play it so i would always go to a friend's house to play it and that's where i was like oh my gosh this is so oh naughty such a naughty game (laughs) but i i had i had a fun time playing it when i was a kid but 
outside of that, I just never really got into the series. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm hyped for for this per se, um, but it, it is an opportunity to get somebody like me to maybe go back to those games that I missed out on. But I, I'm not not super clamoring for it, especially if it is just a port like Christian was saying. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, I, I just hope that it's we don't wait until uh, we're not having to wait until the end of the year to for them to actually talk about this. Yeah. Another GTA Six situation is like just just release it, just tell us what you're doing, please. <laughs> so yeah. Now, Ro, your dad's not here because you know I haven't seen him in chat. He's yeah. our number one fan. So yes. while he's not here, go ahead and tell us. Did you play San Andreas during the hot coffee? Part I was going to say, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or did no. you play after? It must have been after because okay. I don't even know what uh, that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of when he said, no, like, oh, hot coffee. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, whoa. All right. Uh, yeah. Hot coffee was like a famous like mod for San Andreas where, well, or not mod. Sorry. It was actually in the game. It was a famous like glitch or whatever you want to call it exploit that was in the game where it showed some oh, okay. very I searched for that. yeah you probably, <laughs> you probably shouldn't yeah. have but yeah some grotesque scenes in there but uh yeah uh i remember that vividly because i was excited to play san andreas and i was i was pretty young at the time and my dad literally didn't care what games i played he let me play whatever which is you know good and bad awesome. but uh yeah i remember the day that i went there to get it they had just pulled them from the shelves and i had no idea granted i had no idea at the time what the hot coffee thing was or anything i was just excited to play the game and they had just pulled yeah. it from the shelves and i'm like are you kidding me i just wanted to play this game and it got pulled and then of course i found out later why it was pulled from the shelves but <laughs> i think that's still crazy to me. Like that was like the one video game I've ever heard of getting pulled from the shelves because of something like that. Dude, life before the internet, like, I don't know. The internet was around, but like, I don't know. So it felt like yeah. a lot simpler. And I was just a kid. Obviously the internet was around, but like the way these things spread through word of mouth was just like unbeatable. What a time. Yeah. What a time. Yeah. Yep. Insane. All those kids and their TikToks now, nowadays, you know, am I right? You're right. You're right. <laughs> I am. I unfortunately am terminally on that app as well. So, all right, Christian's doing all those TikToks <laughs> that are all over. Good, good soup. Good soup. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, moving on, guys. Sony is introducing free game trials to PS5, starting with Death Stranding Director's Cut and Sackboy. Thought this was. Very interesting. Coming from Video Games Chronicle is where I, I saw this. Um, in an email sent to PS5 users on Friday, the platform holder announced that Death Stranding and Sackboy can now be downloaded for free and played for several hours. The game trials are available via PS Store until October 28th, and the time limit begins when the player players begin their download. So those with faster connections get more time. Okay, I didn't read that. Yeah, what? that doesn't make sense. All right. Uh, so 
I was going to say this is super cool, and I still think this is super cool. I, I hope that, you know, the other publishers get on board with this, and I don't understand why this doesn't happen more often. It's pretty easy to just, yeah. you know, give your game full access and put a timer on it. Like, EA does that with EA Play. Uh, if you have their games, you get, like, a, a certain amount of time, 10 hours, I think, something like that, uh, with the full game. And I, I hope that more developers do that kind of thing because it just gets your game into more hands, just like Game Pass, you know, gets your game into more hands as well. Like this, this is nothing but good. Uh, however, yes, that that's a very <laughs> weird stipulation that it, the yeah. timer begins when they start their download. Like, what if you have the worst internet in the world and you have a huge game? Like, you download your whole trial out. Like, what? Insane. <laughs> Christian, uh, what were your thoughts on on this trial? System? Well, I didn't know that until you until you read that. So this is gonna, uh, I don't know. I have to I have to think of more more about my thoughts on that. <laughs> Obviously, this is uh, what's weird. That that is so that is such a weird decision. Uh, it was a positive step in the right direction though, at least. Because this is funny. I was just talking about demo discs the other day. Yeah. And um, well, it's for if we talk about like projects or whatever. I am working on on a project about like the PS One and 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 music in ps1 games but the demo d- disc makes its way into that and like that's kind of a, a forgotten thing that we do for games obviously ea play does stuff like that but i don't know what the numbers are for ea play in terms of subscriptions um game pass lets you access games but you're not really necessarily just like downloading other like big title games for free and playing them from like two hours and trying them out the last time we saw a playstation do something like this was on the ps3 because i used to download uh, like titles to try out and play and see what I wanted to buy just because I was a kid in high school and didn't have money to buy every single game. So I think this is absolutely a, p- a step in the right direction. I, I love when uh, when companies are trying to get games out to the most people that they can. So if someone is curious about playing Dead Stranding, because Lord knows that is a very weird game, they can <laughs> at the very least try out the first hour or two. Let's hope they have fast internet though, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I think this is awesome, and I, as Christian just alluded to, I think Death Stranding is a great game to have said trial because it is a weird game, and it's it, it's good to be able to test it out before you purchase it. And I'll tell you why they don't do this often, Daniel, is because people won't purchase certain games, like Watch Dogs. If I had a trial mm. for that, probably wouldn't have bought that. Mass Effect Andromeda, if I tried that ahead of time, probably wouldn't have got that. There's, there's a whole list of games that if I had the trial for and I tried it out, probably wouldn't have spent the 60 bucks on they got my 60 bucks, so they don't care if I'm going to play it, play it all the way to the end. Um, so I hope they do continue doing stuff like that, because in the, at the end of the day, it is good for gamers um, to be able to give it a shot before they, they purchase it. But I can understand why they don't do it for everything or for a lot more stuff. But yeah, to, your, gonna to, to your point, though, Ro, like those games, uh, that's a fair point, too, are... <laughs> third-party games so at the very least having trials for first party i think can be can be very cool for like yeah i don't know people who are in that ecosystem what's going to be like the real test is whether or not playstation continues to do this with um new games coming out next year so if they do this for god of war or horizon mm-hmm. um that's going to really see if they're actually doubling down on these kinds of game trials definitely very true very true uh and like people don't even remember like uh, Microsoft actually had it as a requirement during the Xbox 360 days that you had to have a trial for your, uh, I think it was XBLA games, uh, Xbox oh, Live Arcade yeah. games. They made people have a trial and like it makes a lot of sense because obviously 
creates more discoverability for your platform and for their games. So it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and guys, I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Ruro. No, I was just going to say, I, I used to love demos when I when I was a kid, like especially on the 3DS, there was a demo called Har- Harmonite, I think it was called. And I never got the full game. I would just play that demo over and over and over again because I loved it Heck so much. Yeah. But I, I, was, I was a kid, so I couldn't just go ahead and buy because I never credit card info and my mom was going to get it for me. But I, I love stuff like this for people and kids who can't maybe get the full game and just want to play something new. I think it is really cool. So I hope they do bring back demos in a, in a wider sense. because it's, it's a missed art form. <laughs> yes. My... My fondest Splinter Cell memories aren't even playing the game. It's playing the demos <laughs> I had of Splinter Cell, dude. That's yeah. so crazy. And uh, like the multiplayer, like uh, you say that, you guys both say that in Shadowrun. I played the heck out of that demo. I never bought the game. I They had a multiplayer, nice. one multiplayer map, and it was so much fun. Like, I loved that yeah. game. Um, but yeah, I was curious, though. I looked it up. If you have a 50 megabit per second internet speed, so that's kind of like a, that's a pretty standard speed. That's pretty standard. Yeah, around these days. It takes about 1.3 hours to download a 30 gig file, which is a a modest, you know, PS5 game. So if you're getting like a five hour trial and you're spending out 1.3 hours of it downloading it, that kind of sucks because you're like, man, I only get like three and a half hours left to play this. Uh, But yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's an easy fix. Yeah. Just tweak it. I'm sure if people don't... If, if we take to Twitter right now and, and start <laughs> campaigning, PlayStation will fix it. But that, I don't know why this reminded me of um, being on the internet and like, you know, picking up the landline and not, suddenly you're not on the internet anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I feel bad for the people in rural, rural America that have like five megabit speeds because... You probably wouldn't even be able to download the game in time before your trial runs out. But I don't know. Moving on, guys. Uh, we've got some review roundups, which we can talk quite a bit about these. There's three different games Alan Wake Remastered, Far Cry 6, and Metroid Dread. Guys, I know you guys have been very excited. Ro has been very excited about Metroid Dread. But, uh, yeah, Ro. But yeah. we're going to wait till last to talk about that. Uh, first, Alan Wake Remastered. It's uh, it's done all right. It's it's at an 81 on Metacritic. That's pretty pretty decent. Um, a lot of people from, from what I've seen online have said that it's a uh, it's a solid remaster. But they said like if essentially they said if you've already played this and you've already experienced it, it's not really you know a huge leap. So I, they mm-hmm. wouldn't recommend you necessarily going back to it unless you're like huge fan or something like that so um this is cool for new people that haven't experienced this game before so uh i'm excited to see that yes christian so you're gonna jump right in and rose gonna join you maybe yeah we'll we'll see yeah (laughs) i'm too busy (laughs) otherwise like i think remedy is so cool especially after playing control and i want to play the control uh dlc i think i mentioned this like a week or two ago so i i want to get through alan wake so that i can play the control dlc so Play Plus, I heard it's a great game. Play Quantum Break, Christian. Play Quantum Break. Yes. Uh, then I got to watch TV episodes. <laughs> that's that's the fun of it. That's the, cool, yeah. you know, that's the cool of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's actually really cool. Well, bro, I, I, I know you're not yeah. you're not into the spookies. Really, honestly, though, like, Alan, Alan Wake's not that spooky. Like, it's 
it's really more like psychologically it messes with you. So I, you might like this, Ro. Maybe, maybe what, I. We're gonna pick this yeah. up on. I I might pick it up. I don't know, but this is definitely a game that's gonna be like when I'm bored someday. I have nothing else to play. Like you know what? I should I should really get into Alan Wake. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, so it's not something that I'm gonna get anytime soon. I don't think, but it's definitely on my list. So I'm glad there's a superior version to go to whenever I'm ready. Ro, you are so right. It is a great buffer game, like to play in yeah. between like lulls. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. And there's probably some Alan Wake fans out there who are like, how dare you reduce <laughs> Alan Wake to a buffer game? It is the greatest game. Yeah. No. But yeah. You're totally, you're totally right, Ro, because <laughs> if you play through that story from start to finish, you will be just as confused as if you played this, that in like piecemeal, like in between okay. other games. You would be, it's the same level of confusion regardless. <laughs> so that's, good. that's perfectly good way to play that game. Um, we also got Far Cry 6 reviews, which I found very fascinating because I've seen some like middle of the road reviews, but then I've seen some really positive reviews like coming out as well. Like uh, Greg Miller at Kind of Funny said it was his favorite Far Cry ever, which is kind of a, a bold statement. Um, Game Informer gave it a really good review. Uh, Andrew Reiner over there, he's a, he's a good writer. I like reading his reviews. Um, but uh, essentially... I think the gist of this is is it's more Far Cry. So, um, you know, if you like Far Cry, obviously you're going to like this game. It's obviously, you know, I don't know. It's not going to, you know, set the world on fire, which I don't feel like Far Cry's ever set the world on fire. So that's not really surprising to me. Um, it is interesting to see the this game kind of come back to a Caribbean setting, whereas Far Cry 5 was a very different setting, which I personally, I didn't connect as much with because it just didn't feel like Far Cry. It felt very uh, different, I guess. Um, so I don't know, are, are either of you guys, you know, interested in this or? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna point. I'm gonna point everyone to this this beautifully written article from uh, Moises uh, Moises Taveras. Um, he did a, a a piece over on Fanbyte titled "Far Cry Six Missed Out by Not Casting My Dad," uh, which is like a it's just, it's a great headline and starts out kind of like as this like jokey kind of thing that like gets into some great criticisms about the way Ubisoft treats its POC characters and its setting just like as as prop and not as anything to kind of like actually say anything about and just kind of use as as a tool that i found to be really compelling and that really spoke to me otherwise though like if uh, i also don't like the, uh, ubisoft games to begin with like the uh, i i don't want like a lengthy 40 to 60 hour open world game where i'm just checking off boxes um that just gets a little bit too tedious for me and i prefer like kind of shorter linear games so I'm glad. I'm glad that if you do enjoy the Far Cry Six, or sorry, the Frank, the Far Cry series, <laughs> that Far Cry Six seems to be more of what you, um, what people like to play. So, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm in a similar boat too, where I I saw the trailer. I was like, I was getting hyped over it, and, and as the closer we got to it, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna <laughs> be ready for it when it comes out. Unfortunately, because I. I do enjoy them, the, four, the Far Cry games, to a, a certain extent. I, I had a 
pretty good time with five. I didn't really take it seriously because the game wasn't taking itself seriously, to be quite honest, even though it seemed like it was going to. Um, so I, I had a okay time with, with Far Cry five. I played a little bit of three or no, I played a little bit of four a while ago. And yeah, this, this seems like you said, Daniel, like more Far Cry. And if that's what you're into, you're going to have a, a, a great time. I'm sure. Um, I guess I'm just not really in the mood for it right now, even though, like I said, when I was watching those shows, like it seemed really interesting. The story seems cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, but, that's that's the issue. That's exactly what oh. Christian was saying. That's yeah. The so, issue. Oh. I, I have to read this article uh, that Moises did. So, yeah. See, so I'm, I'm very meh about it right now. And that's what originally I was excited about for this. So, like, that is disappointing to hear that about just Giancarlo because like I just love him as an actor like uh, I feel like he's such a good villain like in all of the stuff that he he portrays himself in um it's so good um but uh yeah obviously you know it obviously is the context of it all is important and obviously um as you said Christian uh some people feel that it, it isn't necessarily the correct representation for what this character should be. So that's, which is completely valid. So, yeah. And to be fair, like uh, this guy's performance is legit every <laughs> single time he, he's, he's on my screen, like he yeah. objectively rocks. So there, there's, I'm not discrediting any kind of acting performance there. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Plus, there's that dog too, so that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and the al- pretty cool. The alligator that's like a pet alligator. I still am like, what the hell? Like, how does an there's alligator- a cockfighting mini game? Yeah. in the game. If that's what you're into. <laughs> All right, I think I'll avoid the cockfighting on go, that one. Go, go, no, it's legit. Like, actually, go look it up. It's really? like, it's it's insane to watch. Whew. All right. Well, guys, we've made it to the final review that you guys have been waiting on, Metroid Dread. And um, I will just pass this to you guys because I am not, I don't know much about Metroid in general, but I feel like Metroid Dread might be my time to jump into the franchise because I love Metroidvania games like Shadow Complex, like the 2D versions, Shadow Complex and and that kind of game. Uh, So, yeah, guys, how excited are you? for these looks like very good reviews thus far oh please okay uh sure i'll start off i i am super excited to play this game as someone kind of like daniel honestly i know a little bit about the metroid series i've played a couple of them but i'm not like a hardcore fan where i played all of them i know the story like the back of my hand or anything like this but it is exciting and it just feeding off of the people who are hardcore into metroid you can't help but like feel a little bit excited because of how excited they're getting for this and it being received so well by critics and stuff like that. And it just looks like a beautiful Metroid game and it seems to be doing different things, but also staying true to what makes Metroid so special in the first place. Um, I love the cool enemies that they're showing off in this as well. In this game, this seems super creepy. The, uh, I think it's called the, I think it have, I have it here actually, the Emmy. I don't extra planetary multiform mobile identifier, <laughs> which is just so cool. But the white robot basically that could like morph and yes. transform that just terrifies me completely. But this is a type of horror or creepiness that I can I can stomach. This looks awesome to play. I love the cutscenes. You get a lot more personal with, with Samus, it seems like. Like not to an extent where she's talking and you can see her face, but she's always in the mask. Samus just, is a girl? I'm just kidding. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I just love everything that I've seen from it so far, and I'm definitely excited to to jump into it. It just looks and like like you were saying, Daniel. I don't think you need to know everything about yeah. Metroid to to jump into this. There, apparently, there's a lot of great Easter eggs for fans who have been here the entire time. But for people like you and me, we could just jump in and have a good Metroid mania time as well. So, yeah, Christian, how do you feel? Yeah, and then like much like Ro, I've never played all the Metroids either. I've played some of the the two D ones. Um, never beat Fusion. Uh, didn't play all the Prime games. And legit, I'm still super jazzed about this game. I know fans have long been awaiting this long dead game. It's finally here. <laughs> and much like to what Ro was saying, like yeah, the aesthetics of this game is absolutely banging. I love like the like almost like horror tech that's kind of going on with with that white robot. The only thing that kind of bums me out is, I'm, like I was saying in the pre-show, I'm going to be on vacation this weekend, so I'm not going to get much time to play it. So I'm so bummed about that. But if I can get a, an SD card tomorrow, I might go to Target. I'll uh, I'll buy it digitally and, and start playing tomorrow night. Because, yeah, I, I can't. This is one of my most anticipated games of this year. It, I love Metroidvania games, and I love Metroid, period. So, yeah, I can't wait. It's, it just blows my mind that this game was announced uh, in yeah, 2005. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for yeah, the Nintendo for the DS. DS. Yeah, what? <laughs> like that's insane. That's yeah. That's like Duke Nukem Forever. Like that game was in development for like twenty five years or something, and it ended up being terrible. But you know, obviously, this is going to be different. And then I woke up to people talking about the Switch OLED and how much it rocks, and like, man, mm-hmm. I would love to play uh, Dread on on an OLED Switch now. God damn it. Yep. 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 And there, see, there I go again, saying, "Damn, Dan, I, t- I told you." No, you're fine. You're fine. That that's well. That's how they get you, though. They show you this awesome new game, and they're like, "Yeah, get this new OLED version." Mm-hmm. But or you can just be like Sean Babiak and brought, buy a whole new console because your one controller doesn't work. <laughs> like <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah, he did that. I'm like, why? I would Dude. like to be to, at, to a point where I could justify that. I, I would <laughs> do. I mean, <laughs> this reminds me this year, my joy, one of my joy cons stopped working the, the right joy con. Yeah. And so I was like, well, now I got to go buy a pro controller because I'm not going to buy a new switch or I'm not going to buy just a one joy con. Like if I'm going to get a new controller, I'm going to buy the pro controller. Right. Yeah. I went out. Fantastic. I love this, this, this thing. And then the, a week later, the Joy-Con started working again. It's like, dude, why? <laughs> what, what, what happened here? Yeah. There's technology in the Joy-Cons that allow it to drift for a certain amount of time. So you go out and buy something, and then it works again. And then it works again. And then yeah. it works again, yep. It's genius. Uh, <laughs> Very smart, yeah. Ro, we, we, we better be quiet because uh, Brenty has joined us. Your father has joined oh, us. Oh, no. I've, so. I've never played Grand Theft Auto before. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Brenty. Thank you for joining us. Uh, moving on, guys. The developer of Friday the 13th and Predator game is making a Ghostbusters game, which is very interesting. Um, obviously, their titles have... I don't know about Predator as much because I haven't actually played Predator, but I know with Friday the 13th, it was filled with a, a myriad of issues at launch, and uh, they had so many problems sure. getting that game functional for a long time but the uh, personally i actually really enjoyed friday the 13th and, and thought it was a lot of fun and like the dynamic of the counselors versus jason was super cool um and always found it disappointing that they kind of you know the license issue with jason and friday the 13th was kind of disappointing that they couldn't make content for it anymore 
Um, but yeah, a Ghostbusters game. I'm just trying to think how this would go. I guess, I guess it could be similar to like Friday the 13th where you're like clearing out houses, like going into houses looking for ghosts and then like battling yep. other players. Does this sound interesting to you, Christian? I wouldn't want it to be, um, not asynchronous isn't the word, but like competitive and that one person is playing as a ghost. I think just a co-op experience would, would suffice for me for a Ghostbusters game. Yeah. And this is funny because speaking of Ghostbusters game, there was the game on PS3 that I had the demo for and that like <laughs> I love so much that it made me like buy the game that it, I never beat. But I, I legit like Ghostbusters was like a, such a fun game, even though I don't love the, the franchise as a whole. Um yeah, and then like this kind of like co-op experience from Predator Hunting Grounds or Friday, Friday the Thirteenth, like that just sounds like a good time. Like even if it isn't a, a nine or a nine, or even an eight out of ten, like a solid seven out of ten, like I would still take it just for a few hours of fun with some friends. Like that sounds like a good time. So definitely, yeah, I would I would like to see what they have to offer to, for the Ghostbusters franchise. If, if honestly, if there's a list of things that I don't care about, Ghostbusters would probably be, be on it. That's just a franchise <laughs> nice. that just, I never, I don't know. I don't know why I don't jive with it so much, but maybe it's because it's a, a creepy thing, but it's it's not, obviously it's not on the level of Friday the 13th. But um, yeah, I, I, I do like Predator's Hunting Ground and I do like a good multiplayer co-op game. So it'd be interesting to see what they, they pull out of their hat for this one. Um, I also agree with Christian where I wouldn't want somebody to be the ghost and then a team hunting down the ghost. That doesn't seem as entertaining as something like mm-hmm. a, a co-op experience, kind of like Phasmophobia, like where we're all kind of yes. just teaming up to get the ghost. I, that would be more fun. Uh, I think that would be more exciting. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see what they do. Not something that I'm hyped about, but definitely interested. And and here's the thing the why I like the PlayStation Three Ghostbusters game. I keep saying PS Three. I don't. I think it was a multi platform game, but you get what I mean. Yeah. That era. <laughs> uh, the thing I loved so much about that game is it kind of leaned a, little, a bit into its like horror aesthetic from time to time. Like I remember that game being kind of like creepy to play, even though it wasn't like scary, quote unquote. So to have a team that is 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 versed in both the horror genre and a little bit of action can hopefully. M- mix the two to make a, a, a cool ghostbusters game like that idea is exciting to me yes i agree i agree completely ro uh chris or not christian uh greg miller would be super disappointed and he'd be <laughs> yelling at you right now for saying that ghostbusters is on a list that you don't care about it is it is i just did a ghostbusters <laughs> episode two of my movie podcast <laughs> 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 wow that's maybe crazy. i need to rewatch the movies it's, it's been so long yeah. i watched them when i was so young so i don't know <laughs> don't do it bro it's fine oh, dude. Yeah. Okay, it's okay right. I, I, I agree I, I, the movies uh they don't really hold up well for me but, fair enough yeah I'll, I'll leave it on my list then <laughs> yeah oh uh, guys kingdom hearts one two three whatever the hell they want to release uh is all coming to the switch uh yeah i don't really chain of memories birth by sleep just kidding i don't care about this franchise yeah yeah i don't now this is this is a list of stuff that i do care about (laughs) oh we just we just killed roro's like morale there uh apparently uh it includes kingdom hearts hd 1.5 plus 2.5 remix uh and it's a cloud version that includes kingdom hearts hd 2.8 final chapter prologue and it's a cloud version (laughs) Uh, and he includes Kingdom Hearts 3 plus Remind in its cloud version. Uh, Ro, what the hell did I just say? 
I I can't ex- I can't explain it. It's not that crazy, but it it is ridiculous how messed up the Kingdom Hearts naming convention is. But one point five is just and two point five and all that stuff. It's just a collection of a lot of games. Kingdom Hearts two is just Kingdom Hearts two, but Kingdom Hearts two point five includes Kingdom Hearts two, uh, Chain of Memories, and another game. And the first and Kingdom Hearts one point five includes Kingdom Hearts one plus Birth by Sleep and three hundred sixty five days, which are games that came on the PSP. And the 3DS and the PlayStation, it's just like a mishmash of all these consoles coming into one, which I think is really cool, but it's also so messed up for the people who were playing it at the time that they had to jump from console to console just to play this series. So it's awesome that it's all going to be on one place for anybody who is jumping in for the first time, or like me, who just wants to relive those memories, those sweet, sweet birth by sleep chain of memories. So yeah, I, I'm definitely excited for this uh, to come on the Switch. But it being a cloud thing, I, I've never yeah. tried. Yeah, I've never tried a cloud gaming thing. I, I don't know if it's been good for people who have played, like, Control on the thing or Dying Light on the Switch. I don't know how people have been reacting to that because I've never dove into it myself. Uh, so I'm definitely going to do my research before I do purchase this because it's available on the PC, I'm pretty sure. I think it's on Epic Game Store, which I'm perfectly fine with playing it there. So it's just I just really love the Switch, but yeah. Well, if you get a Steam Deck and it is on... Oh wait! You said Epic. So I'm sorry. You said it's you said Epic, Epic Store. It is. Yeah, it is yeah, but if it comes on Steam Deck, then we're talking. There we go. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah. Although you know, Steam Deck technically is an open platform. You could download Windows on it and install Epic Game Store. You know, just That's true. Uh, are, are, I, I think I I think I know the answer to this. But are either of you interested in Kingdom Hearts at all? <laughs> like, would you be interested to jump into it? I will answer this question with a later story. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For me, I just, I've always been, you know, pushed away because I'm just so confused about the franchise in general. Like, probably because of the number schemes. Like, I'm just like, what the hell is 1.5? And what you just explained, Ro, makes perfect sense now. But, like, I'm always, like, confused. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Uh, it's because we're outsiders. Like, I can explain to you Neon Genesis Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time to you. Oh, my God. And I I could explain Halo one two three four Reach ODST <laughs> five Halo Wars. That's less complex. That's true. You know, whatever. 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 Is it though? Is it you're right. You're right. You know what? Spartan Assault and Spartan Strike that released on iPhone. Those are super complex games, Christian. Don't, how dare you? You know what? Oh I tried watching. I tried watching the Lord of Halo videos once, and I was like, Nah, this is too much for me. Like, <laughs> it, it, we're like thirty minutes into this video, and we haven't even reached Halo one yet chronologically like i'm i'm i was like already out of it you haven't reached the first game yet <laughs> yeah exactly bro <laughs> oh my god like, what is going on oh all right Incredible. you guys test test <laughs> i just can't believe it moving on guys uh the next big story from nintendo the next me fighters uh that were announced that are coming to smash are coming from splatoon and doom which is very interesting. I definitely didn't expect to see Doom Guy in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, and actually, that kind of like I saw Doom Guy, and I'm like, um, Master Chief, hello. Like, why not? It's pretty similar, pretty much the same thing almost. Doom's Doom Slayer was one of the most requested. Uh, he, I always saw him like in the top. I like the top five conversations. Him and yeah. Master Chief for sure. So just add a Master Chief skin on Doom. I mean, no. he's done. Sakurai's yeah. done. Yeah, (laughs) but most importantly, guys, the final DLC character for Super Smash Brothers is not Master Chief. 
It is Sora, and I think Ro was very excited about this, and I think Christian probably <laughs> maybe was excited about this. I woke up early to watch this. Uh, watch this. I, I had a feeling it was going to be Sora. So, spread your excitement, guys. What What are you excited to do oh, with Sora? Oh, please. <laughs> there, there was no way. Uh, Christian, I'm glad that you were expecting it, but there was no way in hell expecting Sora to be the character, even though he was so, like, you know, Everybody wanted Sora to be in the game, but it just seemed like something that w- wouldn't happen. I don't know why, but I was just like, there's no way Sora's going to be in the game. And I turn it on, and Sora's in the game. And I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was so awesome. I think it's such a great way to end it as well with this character. I know not a lot of people... I, I, I shouldn't say that. A lot of people did want Sora in the game, but I know he's not for everyone because the Kingdom Hearts series is just such a, such a weird one. But for, the, but, but for those who have been touched by the franchise. This is just such a huge get for, for them. And I love Sora as a character, and it's so awesome to see him in the game. And this is probably going to be the first and only DLC character that I've purchased for Smash Bros. Nice. And Banjo? Yeah, I'm, I'm so, I have, no, I haven't gotten any of them at all. Bayonetta? <laughs> I, Bayonetta, I have. I do have Bayonetta. But I, she was she was in the roster, I think. You didn't have to buy her. Oh, no. was she? I still, I yeah. still haven't gotten the whole full roster. Okay. There's a lot of characters in that oh, game. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, she's, she's in the roster. But nice. yeah, yes, I'm, I'm so happy that's where it's here. And the trailer was so yes. hype, dude. It was so dude. good, and I love that they like uh, mirrored the original Smash Bros. Uh, trailer with like the ball of fire. Oh, it's so good, so good. Yeah. But yeah, Christian, please stop me before I just keep talking about Sora. No, dude, I'm, I'm here to support you. I, I got, look, as someone who makes fun of Kingdom Hearts, I saw this trailer and I got, I got emotional, dude. Like, Kingdom Hearts has some of the, like, the best music in games. Best music. Leg- like, oh legit. I think, so the only good. miss, I think, for Smash Bros. is that they didn't get uh, Simple and Clean into, into the game, That's which sucks. is so you, weird you, to play during the trailer. It. You can get it, but you have to have the, the, mel- the musical game. You have to have a save file in the music. It's some stupid shit like that, where you have to have yeah. a save file in a different game to get the music in the game. But Simple Clean is there, but you have to buy it pretty much. But yeah, it was a bummer. Well, at least, it, at least it's there in some <laughs> yeah. capacity. Yeah, in, at in least. The, yeah. yeah. But uh, otherwise, like, yeah, when I'm seeing this freaking Sora guy flying around and he's like flying over everyone, <laughs> they're playing Simple and Clean, all like, like this beautiful rendition of it. And then Sora giggles and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I don't even care about you, but all of a sudden they care about you, and and now I want I want to try playing Kingdom Hearts for the third time again. Heck I've yeah. I've failed before, but like I I this is a franchise that I want to like, but it's like too hilarious to to actually love for me. <laughs> it's it, that's the fun of it too. Like there's some there's some really weird and wacky scenes that you just dude. I guess when you're at a certain point in the game, you just like okay, this is just what the series is. But you like it's just what the series is. Like there's so many things that came before and after that you're like that makes it worth it. But there's just like the 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 gift that always goes around is like Mickey jumping from these really tall, <laughs> and then he gets like choke slammed by one of the organization's fifteen characters, and he's just like, oh, it's like this is ridiculous that I love this so much, but it's it's amazing. I love it. So the roster. Spoilers. Okay. Sorry. Guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the roster of Smash Brothers Ultimate now, guys, eighty nine characters. What? I thought it was over 100. I think it is with the... I think it is over 100 with the variants, Christian. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, like they have the variants or whatever of the Mi 5. Yeah. That's wild. It's insane. I mean... When is it PlayStation All-Stars turn? 
But <laughs> uh, but I saw that you picked that up. Like you said, Ro, why not just do an even number? You know, give us eleven yeah. more. Yeah. I mean eleven more. <laughs> I mean eighty nine, that would give us around one hundred, right? Yes, true, true. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anywho. If somebody told me that there was gonna be eighty nine fighters in that game, I would be like, Good luck to anyone balancing those game those characters. My goodness. Dude. I guess it, yeah, it's crazy. I do we ever get another? Sorry, he did. He did a great job, I think. Yeah. With most of the characters, there's there's some that I'm I'm obviously not in the Super Smash Bros. fighting community as much as the next person may be, but I think he did a great job balancing all of them to a pretty good amount. There's always a counter for something, which is really cool. Um, but what I was gonna say is like, do you think this is ever top. Do you think this, it is called Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for a reason, I think. And do you think we're getting another Smash Bros. ever again? Or does this just keep getting added to the next Nintendo console from now until the end of time? Because it's, it's like impossible for me to imagine this being topped. Yeah. I, I think they would have to change completely, like do some kind of completely different like I guess, yeah. thing. I don't know. Yeah, there's no way to top it. I mean every single character from every smash game ever like how do you top that yeah the answer is you don't i guess yeah. who knows yes. maybe you remake melee in mm. like a few years true or you bring back super mario strikers or mario hoops that's the real answer. i think that's the real answer i agree yes <laughs> otherwise yeah what an, what an insane game ultimate is that's wild thank uh, you sakurai yes Guys, have you seen the Ghost Recon Frontline trailer? I um, saw that it was posted today, and then I was like, hmm, I'll watch this later, and then I forgot. So it was posted. It's received 11,000 dislikes compared to its 3,000 likes, so not good. Um, yeah. And I think the... Honestly, it doesn't look terrible or anything. It, it looks okay. Um, it's a Ghost Recon game that's like a kind of a open world 100 player battle arena type thing where <laughs> it looks like it's a battle royale but it's not a battle royale because they don't describe it as a battle royale it's very confusing they it's a free-to-play tactical action massive pvp game whatever that means uh <laughs> but yeah it looks okay well, it's just like this isn't necessarily anything up my alley i feel like like how is this going to compete with stuff like call exactly. of duty like how is it going to compete with their own battle royale games yes. that they keep releasing True. hyperscape they just released not just released that but that's already dead x defiant i don't think has even come out yet no and they're already making another battle i think right x defiant is like the cod clone oh okay it's not a battle royale i don't think it is but i think this is my point i don't know because there's so many, they all they're all the same to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I I I I'm, I guess I'm not alone because eleven thousand dislikes yeah. on this video. And what is? Yeah. What's the other game they uh, unveiled recently? Um, it was another like open world free to play game. Was it the Division Heartland? Is that it? I, th I did they show gameplay for it? I think. I so. Oh, they did. That one also the had a soft event. I thought. For E3. Whatever the last one was, it also had a major amount of downvotes. And that, that just goes to show you how uninspired a lot of these Ubisoft titles are right now. In terms of like the, the like in, in terms of their shooters at least. 
Yeah. Maybe even Far Cry a little bit if it's just the same, you know, <laughs> formula, quote unquote. But maybe they didn't show Heartland. Maybe I made that up completely. Uh, I gotta do research. Yeah. <laughs> I like this this comment here, Ubisoft. So you guys like Warzone fans? Not really. Okay. Anyway, here's basically Warzone. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Jeez. Ugh. Not good. Um, Guys, right before like, the podcast... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Christian. What, would have loved to have a Splinter Cell game instead. Tell you what, mm-hmm. but... Yes. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> I mean, I've only wanted it at every single E3 for the past seven years, or maybe more. Uh, Yeah. Mm. Give, give us Splinter Cell, please. Splinter Cell. Uh, guys, right before we started recording, uh, this story dropped. Gearbox's Randy Pitchford has stepped down as Gearbox software president. I read that headline and I was like, yes! I'm like, they got him. <laughs> they got him. He did something and he, they got him. I hate that guy. And then I read it and I was like, oh. But Pitchford is remaining CEO of Gearbox Entertainment, which is the higher company uh, that is overarching gearbox software um which is their game uh division but uh apparently he's going to be overseeing the uh film and tv side of of things for gearbox which is interesting they do have a borderlands movie that's coming up soon oh yeah yeah so <laughs> i guess that means we're gonna get more 2k slash gearbox movies and stuff i don't I'm not sure how that's going to do, but I guess we'll see. Uh, but yeah, guys, how were, uh, what were your thoughts on this? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know either. <laughs> as, as you said that he, he, he's still in a very high, high role. He's still like CEO and all that stuff, just moving kind of departments, I guess. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's certainly a dude. <laughs> he's, he's something. <laughs> He's certainly a dude. So yeah, I I'm I'm definitely interested in this Borderlands movie whenever it, it does come out, just because it's another video game movie, it's always interesting to see how they adapt these types of things to film. Um but yeah, good luck to him, I guess, <laughs> with the movies that he has going forward and whoever is taking his place, good luck to them as well. But yeah, I'm not again, not a huge two K slash Randy Pitchford slash Borderland fan anyway. But yeah, this is interesting, yeah. The only thing I know about Randy Pitchford is like he's kind of a toxic person in the workplace. Yeah. Which isn't which is not something I want to support, but I mean at least the games division. Um we'll see less of, of him that's around. So maybe that's a good thing. Kevin Hart will not be happy though. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Oh my god, I forgot like yeah, in that recent the E three, right? Yeah. Could be seeing a lot more. Yeah. Or Kevin. Or Kevin. (laughs) Guys, it's not podcast PXN if we don't talk a little Halo because Daniel's (laughs) obsessed. But anyways, Halo the Master Chief Collection Season 8. This is just kind of a disclaimer. Final season of 2021 is releasing October 13th as 343 just announced today. That video that they posted with that was freaking amazing. I love it so much. They had a Frank O'Connor voiceover for it, which he's the uh, kind of franchise head or whatever at 343. He's He's been around the franchise since Halo 2. He worked at Bungie uh, during Halo 2, Halo 3 days. So 
uh yeah it was super super epic and i was pumped up listening to that that video for uh season eight so very excited for that especially in the wake of infinite coming in december so uh i was gonna say is they gonna hold you over until infinite uh probably yeah i mean yeah and the new armors are just so cool with the new season like they're leaning into like the it's called like the mythic season or whatever so they have like these crazy armors like samurai armor and like uh just bonkers armor types that are just you you don't expect to see in halo but they're very cool so yeah uh and also guys a little little add in here there's also a special emblem that 343 announced that they're giving out to participate uh to players who participated in the halo infinite flight this past week um Dang. all they had to do is participate in 10 matches and they get this emblem ready for launch so Shoot. Yeah, I'm gonna miss out on the emblem, I suppose. I missed my yes. chance. Mm-hmm. Yep. I left Xbox on red. <laughs> you left them on red. Come on, Christian. Halo Infinite, December eighth. Be there. Or be oh, square. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the last story, guys. What in the actual world is happening with Battlefield 2042? I have not had a chance to check out the beta yet, Christian. I hope you have, because no, I'm I'm waiting till the game drops. I'm too busy. <sighs> But I, I'm watching videos. And I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah. I mean, this looks like Battlefield for sure. But like, then then you throw in the weather elements, and I'm like, oh my god, this looks insane. The, the clips that is I, that what the video is? Yeah. There's there's a clip that uh, this dude puts C4 on a drone and flies it into a helicopter and like blows up like a bunch of people. I was just like, yes, that's totally Battlefield. And then somebody else posted, this is super freaking cool. Uh, one of the maps, it takes place on like a launch, a missile launch site. And I played on this map. Well, I don't know if I was supposed to say that. I nope. may have seen gameplay on this map before, and I never saw this happen, where the missile, I guess, apparently sometimes can explode <laughs> instead of taking off into orbit. So, like, when it explodes, it, like, sends pieces flying at you and, like, makes these really cool effects. I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. I love this so much. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to play some Battlefield beta this weekend. But what were your guys' thoughts on seeing some of this crazy stuff? Yeah, okay, so for me, the clip that I saw was um, that same rocket map. Uh, the tornado, I guess, was was taken off, and it, like, blew some guy away who he was like in a humvee or whatever and he managed to land it and then as he turns around like the tornado is still like spinning and affecting other people and then in the background the rocket is taking off at the same time so like having that moment of chaos like those two things happen at the same time was just like wild i guess to experience for that player in the moment granted i'm just watching a video but i can't imagine what's like with like when i have my headphones and my like controller vibrating like it's gonna be like a totally awesome i, I can't wait battlefield rocks so i'm, I'm very pumped heck yeah yeah, I'm, I'm watching the the video that you sent us, the uh, the C4 one, and below it is the missile exploding one yes. as well, and it looks absolutely insane. I didn't know that the missile could explode. I, I've seen it take off a lot of times in the videos that I've seen. Um, but yeah, this is so cool, so much going on. Um, I watched a couple of streams doing who were playing the beta, and uh, I watched kind of funny earlier today, and Snowbike Mike managed to get on the missile. Like he definitely glitched yeah. into it. Like he definitely wasn't supposed to be in there the way that it looked, but it was amazing that he managed to get on it at all. So it's definitely really cool. I love the tornado stuff too, where people are just flying and losing control and 
ultimately dying for going into and just being curious, like what happens if I go into the tornado? Oh, well, you, you ask stupid questions, you, you get stupid results. And so, yeah. <laughs> but it's really cool. I, I love everything that's happening. Uh, and I, I think the open beta is a couple of days away. I haven't jumped in yet, so I might be waiting for that. Um, so yeah, I I'm think if you had Game Pass too, they were sending emails oh, out for, the, yeah, play, yeah. for the closed beta. Yes, I missed it. If you have Game Pass Ultimate because it includes EA Play, you get a early access. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I do not have Ultimate, but yeah, only a couple more days, and I am definitely going to give this a shot as well. You guys remember in, in Call of Duty Black Ops, we had the, the the map with the rocket taking off. You got caught under it, you'd you'd die. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that map was really cool. So I'm excited to see another a rocket and another a multiplayer map. That would, rocks. That would be terrifying if that was real life and that happened. I guess you you probably get you know incinerated, but yeah. that'd be hmm, that'd terrifying. be something else. Uh, <laughs> moving into the games we are playing, but guys, I, I I'm just gonna throw this out here. I was just thinking we could you know maybe rename this. Like you know I'm just throwing out here. You, you guys can laugh at this. I, I said we could rename it "What You Got for Me," what you got oh, for me instead of you, you know games we're playing because then that can cover anything oh, you know like whatever yeah. you want to talk about if you want to talk about games oh. projects or if you have got something cool you want to share. Like this is an excuse for us to talk about uh, Hyo, Ho Yun Jung from uh, from Squid Game, real. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I like I'm just, it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So, so do you guys like that name? What you got for me? I'm down. Works for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Ro, what you got for me? Oh God. Well, if we're gonna talk about, I'm just I'm gonna start talking about Squid Game. But uh, I have been recently playing Smash Bros. a bit more after obviously the announcement of Sora getting, uh, just kind of cleaning the rust off, getting ready for that fateful day in two weeks. I wasn't. I guess it's not that long, but I was expecting it to be a bit closer, but the history of releases, that's kind of what it usually is. But um, yeah, I've been having a ball. I, I'm usually a Toon Link or Sa Zero Suit Samus main. Uh, so having a blast, I'm still terrible, but I'm winning a couple of matches, so I'll take that as a win. And uh, still playing Eastward, uh, slowly making my way through it. it. It's just still enjoying it, just getting better as time rolls on. So. I, once I beat it, I'll obviously report on that a bit more. Um, but yeah, those are the two games I've been playing, Smash Bros. and some more Eastward. Nice. Nice. Christian, what you got for me? I love saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you would have asked me a few days ago, I would have said I'm, I'm playing nothing, but uh, I was able to get a um, code. So thank you to Super Brothers and uh, Pop Agenda. I'm reviewing uh, Jet the Far Shore for the Penultimate Conquest. Um, really, really digging what I like so far. Like it, it's totally up my alley that it's like a, a meditative game on um, like the idea of interstellar travel and uh, like leave, leaving people behind. And then it takes some turns that I wasn't quite expecting, but uh, so far I'm really digging it. So it, it's slow. So if like you're not a patient person or, or like just are into games that like are, are more fast paced, it might not be the game for you. Um, otherwise, if you want like a, a deeply meditative game that's just about space and vibes and exploring and documenting stuff, then uh, Jet may be a game for you. Interesting. Interesting. Aren't you? You're working on uh, some little project that we were teasing earlier, Christian. How? That's. I mean, that's right. How's that coming? <laughs> uh, it is 
pretty much done. I have to do the final proofing on it uh, today. Uh, of course, I do video essays for the Penultimate Conquest that just started doing that. Uh, the second one is um, just confirmed today is set to release uh, in two weeks, Thursday, October 20, 21st. I just did the thumbnail and then, yeah, I have to do the final touches on the edit and it should be good to go. It should be another cool video. Nice. And if people go on your Twitter and like zoom into your picture and look at the descriptions of your videos clips that you have on your timeline, they might get a little yeah. bit of an idea of what you're. What did you're you doing. do that? Is that I what did. you did? I totally <laughs> did. I zoomed in. I was like, "What's, what's this say here?" Okay, I see. Right. Yeah, you you may see you may see Ape Escape pop up as I one did. of the, the sound clips. Yeah, I, I saw Ape Escape. I was like, "What the heck is he doing with Ape Escape?" But, yeah, you'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, no, I want to see what's what's in there. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what you got for us? You're like, oh Dan. no, I I didn't leak something early. I hope. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yes, I am playing, or I had played Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Guys, you're finally proud of me that I completed Ratchet and Clank Rift yes. Apart. And it has shot to the top of my games list this year. And I I just absolutely loved the end of that game. Like really? I yes. I, I loved like all of the the end was just madness and I loved it so much. <laughs> like the boss battle didn't feel unfair at all. And it felt like additive, like it felt like it was, you know, progressing throughout the story. Uh, so I absolutely love that. And I know it took me so long to get back to it, but I finally did it, guys, and loved it nice. so much. Uh, and I also, as we talked about a little bit ago, I played the Halo Infinite Insider Flights both this past weekend and the weekend before, which I forgot to talk about last week, but uh, had a ton of fun with that game, and I literally can't wait. Um, and obviously, you know, it's still, you know, an early build, so to speak. They section it off of the game so it's its own thing essentially um so i'm excited to see like what that final polished you know feel is gonna be after they take all the feedback they've gotten from from the three flights that they've done thus far uh big team battle i posted this on twitter was literally the most fun i've had in big team battle in years like probably since halo 3 uh and honestly like Ever since Halo 3, I haven't enjoyed big team battle in Halo. I always enjoy the arena experience, which is the 4v4 experience. Um, so it was really, really cool to get a 12v, 12v12 experience that I really, really loved with big team battle. It's just so crazy. The Banshees flying around. The only the only complaint I, I do have from big team battle, 343 freaking teases you in the, the flight because you get to the end of the match, and I'm not even kidding you. Like, you'll get to the last 30 seconds of a match, and they're like, okay, Scorpion tank incoming. The fucking Scorpion... Oh, I just curse, but... The Scorpion tank lands with 30 seconds left in the match. What? No! Give us some time to freaking use the Scorpion tank, and also the the Wasp as well, which is the uh, UNSC flying vehicle. So, like... No, I want to freaking. I I didn't even get to fly the Banshee or the Wasp because of that, and the Scorpion I got like fifteen seconds with because obviously it drops in and you're done. Yeah, I wish I understood any of what you were saying. <laughs> oh, whatever. Scorpion tank, you know, it's a tank. You know, it's a big burly tank. That's all you got to know, Christian. Come oh. 
I got my hands on the flippity jibbity. It was amazing. <laughs> Just kidding. The flippity jibbity. The grab. I'll say, Dan, I watched a lot of clips with the grapple hook. That was, like, very cool to see. The grapple hook is so good. And the crazy part is, like, it's so much fun that, like, I almost wish that it was built into the game, but then people would probably flip out. Oh, that's not classic Halo and all this. But, like, like you said, or like you said, Christian, uh, you saw a clip on Twitter of custom games (laughs) from Halo Master Chief Collection, and you're like, what is this? I want to play this. And I'm like that is that's halo christian like that's forge and that's custom games and that's that's literally what makes halo so special is having those crazy game modes come together in this really cool experience and freaking infinite sandbox is adding so much stuff to it that when forge comes out uh six months later because it it, did get delayed i am just going to be so excited to play all of the custom creations that the community comes up with and like all the crazy mini games that people come up with and the grapple ugh, grapple hook is so good so good yeah nice yeah that's me fanboying over halo infinite but <laughs> uh I, can i so, can i say something yeah. that i forgot to say yes. just a bit earlier Absolutely. regarding jet uh probably one of the best intros i've played in a game this year Oh, wow. Like, like it was insane. Like the sound, the soundtrack, and the sound design, and like the uh, the graphics that were like, like the text packages that were popping up on screen, masterclass in design. Like it was legit. Like I, I, I got chills playing that intro. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we close out the show? Play Kingdom Hearts. If you have <laughs> I <did>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Alright. Kingdom Hearts 2 has a great intro. I, I am definitely alone in that if you were to ask the fan base, but I love the intro. Now is it 2 or 2.5 or no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. Thank you, Christian. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. Sora.